What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Today we're going to be going over NFL Week 13, uh, talk about the games, the results, and our picks. And then we're going to get into NFL Week 14 and go over our picks for this upcoming week. All right, start the first game of the week um, for Week 13. There wasn't a Thursday night game due to uh, all the moving around of games from last week. Uh, So the first game was Saints at Falcons. Saints were favored by three. You took the Saints to win and cover. I took the Falcons to win and cover. Um, Saints ended up winning. Um, this was a game I kind of thought that the the Falcons would kind of have a little bit of a bounce back. They played really bad against them last time. Um, they're still without Drew Brees, but um, they were still able to play better. It's a lot lower scoring game uh, than I anticipated. I kind of anticipated this one being more of a shootout, but uh, final score was 21 to 16. So um, just couldn't get really much going on either side of the ball. I know Saints don't really put up as many points without Breeze, but Falcons just have been kind of sloppy the past couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, just a, this is just one of those classic division games, Saints and Falcons. I think they're pretty evenly matched, even though the records don't say so. Saints defense is a little underrated, and they really held the Falcons down. Um, until the fourth quarter there, the Falcons got it going. Got a drive, they scored a touchdown, and then they got it in Saints territory, and the Saints were able to stop them. But Saints are just able to do just enough right now without Breeze, and I think maybe they're getting it back this week or next week one. So um, they've held it, and they really – I mean, they've gone undefeated with Hill at quarterback. They haven't really played the toughest schedule while he's been out, but still gotten the job done, and they're currently – they're the number one seed in the NFC, right? The, what are they, 9-2 or 10-2? Yeah, they're 10-2. So. So they're at the top right now. So we'll see whether they can keep rolling when Breeze comes back. But they're just able, kind of like workmanlike, getting the job done, some close games, but just finding enough ways to make plays and, and still stay on top right now. So impressed. And I don't know, this one was just that – it was that three-point spread. Thought if the Falcons had a good game, they could definitely win. But there's something about the Saints this year. They just haven't played well against them. So Saints were able to close it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next game was Lions at Bears. Bears were favored by three. We both took the Lions to win and cover. Uh, this one kind of looked ugly for a little bit. Bears had a you know pretty steady lead against the Lions, and then you know here comes the fourth quarter, and Matt Stafford is one of the best at coming back in the fourth quarter, and he had a great game, threw for over 400 yards, and uh, you know they were able to come back and win 34 to 30. So I wasn't really surprised they won, but just after the, how they got down, I just didn't think they were going to be able to come back because the Bears kept putting up points, you know, every time the, the Lions did. But uh, they eventually found a way, and it was, you know, another division matchup game, just kind of back and forth, and uh, Lions were able to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, it looked like for most of this game, you're like, wow, Trubisky's actually playing a good game. They're, maybe they got some potential here, maybe figured it out sitting out all those weeks, and then they had the ball up. With like five minutes left, they were up 30 to 20, couldn't get a first down. Lions went right down the field and scored. Made it a three-point game, and then the Bears turned it over. Trubisky fumbled inside their own like five or something, and then it was just game over. So, I don't know, they kind of reverted back to their offensive woes. Defense didn't play as well in this game, and obviously the Lions can put up points with the best one whenever they're clicking. So, like you said, he had a huge game. And really a pretty close matchup, and Lions just lucked it out. A lot of – a lot of, just one of those NFL games right here, back and forth, back and forth, and then – real close to the end, but Lions, I mean, they look better without the coaching change. I don't know how much of that was, but obviously when you have Stafford, you can come back in any game. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the best to do it, like I said. Uh, Next one was Cleveland at Tennessee. Um, 
if you watch the first half of this one, you're sitting there thinking, okay, there's no way Cleveland's going to blow this because they were up, what, 38-7 to at halftime? Uh, yeah. You know, and Titans are kind of a, a run-first type of team, as are the Browns, but uh, the Browns just really laid it on them in the first half. But then, uh, you know, second half comes out. Browns, you know, kind of play a little, uh, a little bit of a prevent defense, and they kind of try to eat up the clock on offense, run the ball probably a little bit more than normally, even though they run the ball heavy. Uh, and then Titans were able to get some turnovers. I know um, get some turnovers, get some scores. But uh, I was real surprised. A.J. Brown for the Titans, he had a lot of drops. I think he had a fumble. Uh, Derrick Henry was rushing for like 15 yards until the fourth quarter happened. So it was just a weird game. Uh, not what I really expected. I expected the Titans to win. Uh, we both did. We both picked them to win and cover. So, or I picked the Browns. Yeah, I had the Browns covering, but they didn't cover anyway because um, it was. Wait, I might have wrote that. Wrong. No, they won- if they won straight up, yeah, they, they did cover. Yeah. I wrote that wrong. I xed out on that for some reason. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, other than that, it was just a weird game. I couldn't believe that the Titans were actually able to come back. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the most surprising game of the year in the NFL for me so far. Not that the Browns won, but just how dominant they were early on. I mean, this is a game, obviously, they were both 8-3, and three, but this is a game the Titans had at home against a team they knew was going to give them their best shot. And if the Titans won this, I mean, they were – Right there, I mean, they would have secu- not secured, but they're getting one step closer to being that three seed in the AFC because they've got the tiebreaker with the Bills since they beat them. And just to see them come out as flat as they did, play as bad as they did in the first half, and build a or get a deficit against them so big they weren't able to come back was really surprising. But also give credit to the Browns. I mean, it was one of the best offensive performances. I mean, definitely probably their best offensive performance of the year. We're just really were clicking. They were throwing the ball well, running it well first half, and Titans couldn't stop them at all. So. I was surprised by that. Again, not surprised the Browns did win, but just surprised at how dominant they were early. And then they built such a big lead, they just could really play. They almost were too conservative second half, but it was really never there in the fourth quarter in doubt that they were going to lose the game. I mean, I know it was 41-35 at the end, but Titans scored one of those touchdowns with like 17 seconds left. Yeah. So, And with the onside kick rolls in the NFL, it's pretty impossible to recover one. So, But, yeah, I mean, Browns, they were just really surprising and solid looking, and now – I mean, obviously, they're probably not going to catch Steelers at 11-1, and one, but they're going to be a, a bad matchup or a tough matchup for whoever gets them in the first round in the wild card weekend. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, whoever draws either one of those two teams is going to have a really tough matchup, um, you know, because you got the Colts also in the Titans division. So, you pull any one of those three teams, it's going to be a tough game for sure. I think the AFC looks really good as far as the playoffs go this year. Uh, could have said the same for NFC until the past few weeks where Seattle hasn't looked as good and the Cardinals haven't looked as good, but the AFC looks real strong going into it. Uh, our next game was the Bengals at the Dolphins. This one was kind of surprising too. It was only 19-7, to Miami won. Uh, we took the Dolphins to win. They were favored by 11 and a half, and we took them to cover that, so they didn't cover. Um, they did oh, cover. They did cover. They won by 12. See, I wrote that one down wrong too for some reason. It's going too fast. Yeah, but they covered that as well. Um there was a fight that actually broke out. Uh, Devontae Parker was involved. You saw uh, Dolphins coach was over there off the sidelines. It, it was just a crazy sequence. Um, you know, Cincinnati had a lead for a while. They scored early. And then um, just kind of real surprised that Cincinnati's defense was able to kind of contain 
Miami's offense like they did. Yeah, I mean, Tua played this game, so still going through some rookie woes. I mean, the Bengals' defense is a little underrated, I think. Not one of the top in the league, but they've been playing a lot better. And just Tua throwing some stuff at them, they eventually figured it out and found a way to score enough points to win, and their defense obviously played really well. Just uh, honestly kind of a ho-hum game, probably the one that was I saw the least of this weekend, watching mostly red zone. They didn't show it much because there wasn't much going on. Obviously, I saw the fight like you talked about. It just seemed like. Dolphins were going to win the game. It was just kind of, I don't know, a little little closer, a little scarier than the Dolphins fans wanted to be. But, again, winning a game by 12 points in the NFL is pretty dominant. So, they found a way and were able to control the game once they got the lead. But just uh, still, that's what's going to happen with the rookie quarterback, still trying to figure things out and seeing NFL defenses. So, I think it also illustrates that when Bengals get Burrow back, if they could add another weapon or two on offense, I mean, they can be tough because their defense is pretty solid too now. It's playing pretty well. So, yeah, yeah, they've been playing a lot better uh, here the past two weeks. Um, our next game was the Jaguars at the Vikings. Um, Vikings were favored by 10. We both took them to win and to cover, and they had to fight scratch and claw to even come out on top in this game. Uh, they were down 9-6 to six at halftime, and then, um, you know, they got 16-6 to six after Cousins threw another pick six. I think that was in the second half. I think that opened yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying they got down 16-6. Yeah, yeah, 16-6. And then, uh, you know, they were able to find a couple scores in the third quarter, make it somewhat close. Then uh, Jags scored again in the fourth. And then uh, Minnesota ended up getting a safety and a field goal in order to tie it up and get it to overtime. Um, goes to overtime and – Vikings end up getting a field goal to win the game. Um, this one kind of really surprised me as well. I thought the Vikings would really dominate this game. Um, I didn't think they would find a way to stop, stop Dalvin Cook, which they really didn't. But, uh, you know, Kirk had an interception, still threw three touchdowns. It just uh, I don't think their defense really showed up to play. Uh, Jaguars kind of had their way with them on offense for the most part of that game. Yeah, maybe the Jags need to play every game on the road this year because it seems like they go to the Packers. They're one of the top two or three teams in NFC. Yeah. And play them the best game they've played all year. And then they go to Minnesota, who obviously they're only six and six now, but have been playing much better on offense and they gave them all they wanted. So it seems they play a lot better on the road. But Vikings just inconsistent. Like we always talk about Falcons and Vikings, I see very similarly. Just crazy strong offenses. Defense are a little inconsistent, but. Vikings at the end of the day found a way to win, but it's just like how many times do they have to continue to have these wake-up calls to start playing better? I don't know. But it is the NFL, and they found a way to win. That's the most important thing. But like you said, it was kind of surprising how hard they had to fight to get this one done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Next one was Raiders at Jets. Um, This was a a very interesting game, to say the least. Uh, You know, Raiders are up 17-13 at halftime. Uh, kind of what I expected. Expected it to be somewhat close um, for the most part, but then I expected the Raiders to cover the eight they were favored by. Um, then they score another 14 in the second half, but Raiders score 15. So, I mean, it was a real close game. Uh, Raiders had to actually throw a Hail Mary, um, and they ended up catching it with about six seconds left. And the real strange thing about it was typically, you know, when you're anticipating a Hail Mary pass, you rush three and drop everybody else back. The Jets brought the house. They brought seven people. So they dropped four guys back. There's at least four receivers running downfield. 
So you're talking about man-on-man coverage for the most part until the ball gets there. Uh, a lot of people think that they were trying to throw the game, uh, try to secure that first pick, but I don't know. It's just one of the strangest things I've ever seen. They actually ended up firing their defensive coordinator, Dan Williams, uh, either yesterday or today. So I don't know. It's just a really weird game. Really weird game. Uh, Raiders didn't play good. Jets played pretty well, uh, but that was just one of the weirdest sequences I've seen in a long time in football at the end. One thing to say about that game, rigged for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. About it. I mean, why would you blitz six people with seven. like seven or seven or eight seconds left? They throw a bomb. It wasn't even really a Hail Mary. It was just a one-man route and just threw it up to him. And the cornerback got got uh, in bad position and they ended up winning the game. So, I don't know that it's necessarily rigged for it, but it's just like mm, kind of shady. I mean, then again, if they get Lawrence, God, that's going to be terrible for him, I feel like. But we'll see. But – uh. Just surprising how that happened. It sure looked like the Jets were finally going to find a way to get it done. And then they themselves got a Hail Mary toss at the end because the Raiders decided to kick a dumb squib kick, and the up man covered it at, like, the 50 for the Jets. So, yeah. just strange, like you said. But Raiders got a need they desperately needed. to uh, Got a win they desperately needed because they were 6-3. and three. This would have dropped them to 6-6. Six and six. So, they're still in the wild card picture now because of that. But just uh, some strange outcomes this week. Yeah, for sure. All right, our next one was the Colts at Houston. Uh, this was a pretty good game for the most part, kind of back and forth, um, like some of these other games were. Um, Colts were favored by three. I took the Colts to win the cover. You took Houston to win outright. Um, like I said, it was a good game. Ended up being 26-20 to 20 Colts. Um, it was just kind of a really high-scoring first half. First half score was 24-20. to 20. So, I mean, you do the math, the uh, the Colts ended up getting a safety in the second half, and that was the only score. Uh, so, I think they both made a lot of halftime adjustments and kind of shut each other down offensively. So, uh, division matchup, kind of what I expected. I wouldn't have really been surprised if Houston won, but the Colts are just so good on both sides of the ball. I didn't see them losing this game. That's why I picked them. But um, it was a good game to watch overall. Yeah, just crazy. The Texans continue to make these – catastrophic mistakes when they're playing so well. I mean, they get the ball down to, like, the two-yard line under the two-minute warning with a chance to go ahead and win the game. And Deshaun Watson can't handle the shotgun snap. He fumbles it around, and the Colts recover, and the game's over. Just They're so close so many times this year, and they can't either stop the other team on defense. They can't make the one play. They, they make a, a simple mistake. So, And then they flash it over to J.J. Wald on the sideline, and he just almost was like – just a look at disbelief. Can't believe all the different ways they found a way to lose. But, like you said, good game. Colts, obviously, a solid team. I think the Texans are starting to play a lot better, too, now, even though their record's only 4-8. and eight, They've obviously put together some good performances the last three or four weeks. So, pretty competitive game, and just the Colts uh, found a way to win in the end. And now they're tied again with the Titans for the top of the AFC East – or AFC South, sorry. So, we'll see who ends up winning that with four weeks left. But that was another reason why that t- Titans loss was so huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. The next one was the Rams at the Cardinals. Uh, Rams won 38 to 28. We both picked the, or no, you picked Rams to win and cover. I picked Cardinals to win and cover. So you got that one. Rams were favored by three. Um, this one was a close game for the most part until the fourth quarter hit. And then the Rams just kind of outscored them. Uh, it was 14 to seven and a half time. And then, uh, 
it kind of took off from there. But it was a it was actually a pretty decent game to watch, even though it was a ten point difference. Um, you know, a lot of scoring, high scoring game, kind of what I expected. Two high power, high scoring offenses. Um, I just saw this one ending differently, but I mean, I'm not too surprised by the same token. Yeah, I mean, Goff and McVay together are now seven and zero against the Cardinals. So for whatever reason. He has a good game plan against them, can put together a good performance. Um, the Cardinals' defense is just – I don't think it's that great. I mean, they found ways to win and get some stops during the season. But Rams, when they're clicking, are a really good team. Obviously, their defense is really good. There was a period of like three or four, three and outs that the Rams forced the Cardinals into after they drove, drove down the field and scored on their opening drive. Just uh, not surprised. I think the Rams are still a little bit ahead of the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals are coming on uh, have come on strong this year. They kind of faded a little bit right now. They're six and six after starting six and two or six and three, so struggling a little bit right now. I think they're still a really solid team and and going to be a player in the division for moving forward. Just I don't know if they're going to be able to close out this year and find a wild card spot, but still uh, two solid teams. I just think the Rams are a little better right now, and obviously McVay has their number so. Not surprised with the result, but um, just golf, he's still inconsistent. He puts together a couple of good games and then looks terrible another week. But when he's when he's clicking, their offense is tough to stop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one is probably the most surprising outcome of the week. Giants at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by 10. Giants are without their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, start Colt McCoy, and come out with a victory 17-12. Um Really weird game. At one point, it was five to eight. You would have thought it was a baseball game or something. Um, so it was, it was just a real weird game. I've never seen Seattle's, you know, not in the past few years, get shut down like this. They just couldn't find a way to score. Uh, you know, they rushed for Chris Carson was their leading rusher with sixty-five yards. Metcalf was their leading receiver with eighty yards. Uh, Russell Wilson still threw for two hundred sixty, but threw a touchdown and an interception. And then um, it was just real weird. I didn't see that one coming at all. Yeah, I mean, Giants defense has been playing a lot better, but still you figure that the Seahawks would be able to put up 24, 31 points on them. They just really stymied them the whole game. And Seattle's defense actually played pretty good too. I mean, they're going up against uh, not a very high-powered offense right now with Jones and Barkley both out. But still, give credit to the Giants. Now they're 5-7, and seven, getting themselves in position to – uh, battled out with the Redskins for the or God, the Washington football team for that division, but both of them are playing pretty well right now. But Giants, I mean, they're strung a few good performances together, so we'll see if they can keep it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one was the Eagles at Packers. Um, Packers were favored by nine. We took them to win and cover. They did. They won thirty to sixteen. Uh, they kind of dominated the game on offense. Aaron Rodgers threw for almost 300 with three touchdowns. Aaron Jones had 130 yards rushing with a touchdown. And Devontae Adams had 120 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Uh, so their big three played really well. They typically win when all three of them, you know, put up numbers relatively close to that. Uh, Carson Wentz, again, played a terrible game. He actually got benched and Jalen Hurts came in, played actually pretty decent. Uh, threw for 109 yards, a touchdown, threw an interception, though. But uh, I think their offensive line is pretty bad. They're not able to run the ball either. Um, but they're actually going to start Jalen Hurts this week, which will be interesting. But, I, I mean, regardless of who they started against the Packers from start to finish, I don't think they beat them either way. Yeah, I mean, Packers got out to a huge 20-3 to lead. They kind of went – they lulled a little bit there in the middle of the game and let the – 
uh, Eagles make it 20 to 16 or 23 to 16, I think, but then they scored another touchdown in the fourth to pull away. But yeah, Packers are just the better team here. Eagles, they're struggling on offense. I mean, we'll see if Hurts can be an answer, but I don't know. He's a rookie. He's kind of inconsistent throwing the ball too, so we'll just have to see. But yeah, I think it's time to sit wins at least for the the next couple of weeks or maybe the rest of the year and see if they can get him fixed or something in the offseason because he's just so inconsistent, turning the ball over, missing throws, getting sacked when he's had plenty of time to throw the ball. I don't know. Something's not clicking for him and just continues to seem to regress. So I think it's time for them to give Hurts a shot and see what he can do. So I'm interested to see what happens this week. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, next one was the Patriots at the Chargers. You picked the Patriots to win and cover. I picked the Chargers to win and cover. Uh, this was or this was a pick'em, so I guess it didn't matter. I didn't have a spread on this one. Uh, this one went completely different than what I would have thought. If there, if you would have told me there was one team this week that didn't score a single point, the Chargers probably would have been one of my last five picks because uh, they've just been putting up a lot of points since Herbert's been playing. Um, they lost forty-five to zero. Played a terrible game on both sides of the ball. Patriots played good on both sides of the ball so uh in the nfl that you typically win when scenarios like that happen but i couldn't believe they couldn't put up a point yeah i mean i'm you know and i mean i guess now everybody on this podcast knows i'm not the biggest fan of cam newton but when they're using him perfectly he's you he's doing the quarterback power they're running him a lot and then the throws that they're making are simple not simple but easier throws across the middle uh, hitches, those kind of things, shorter throws that Cam can uh, can zip in there because obviously he has that kind of weird throwing motion, but he can throw a good quick ball and just letting his receivers make plays, pick up first downs. They're running the ball well, and obviously we know their defense is still solid even though they had six or seven people opt out. And Belichick, I saw a stat this week before this game, like either since like 2005 or six, he's 20-5 and five against rookie quarterbacks, so and now he's 21-5. and five. He just has a way of scheming it up and, and – with that defensive background and just they're always solid. And obviously that's what car- that's what's carried them this year uh, to this point. Um, when they've won, most of the time they've held opponents to a low point total. And now their offense is kind of getting a little uh, traction, a little rhythm with Cam in there. So I know they're 6-6 six and six now. It's going to be tough to get into the wild card picture, but I think they're going to be a tough out the rest of the year. I mean, I think they're playing well right now and clicking. And, and Cam, like I said, when they use Cam like this, I mean, he, he's hard to stop because he's a bulldozer. He's going to get – He's going to fall forward for at least two yards every time if he gets to the line of scrimmage. So I was surprised they blew him out the way they did. But when you get a couple of special teams touchdowns, especially the one that end the half on the block field goal, I think the Chargers were kind of demoralized and the Patriots just just uh, dominated from then on. So surprised with the score, but not surprised with the result. Right, yeah. Uh, next one was the Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by 14. We both took the Chiefs to win. You took the Chiefs to cover. I took the Broncos to cover. Um, you know, there's something about this division that they always play each other tough. That's why I wasn't comfortable taking the Chiefs by 14. Um, you know, Denver was up 10-9 to 9 at halftime. So, uh, you know, I didn't think there was really any doubt that the Chiefs were going to come back and win. But uh, it was real surprising that they were down at halftime. You know, they're typically not down for very long if they are down in a game. Um, but they were able to put up some points in the second half, play some defense, and won 22-16. You know, they played a good game for the most part. I just – I don't know. It was just a weird outcome. I mean, Mahomes threw for over 300 with a touchdown, and Kelsey had 140 with a touchdown. So, uh, a lot of field goals. I know that. They couldn't put it in the end zone, but that was probably their main issue. 
Yeah, I mean, Chiefs defense played well. Their offense moved the ball great until they got to the red zone. I mean, I think they had close to 400 yards of total offense still. They just, when they got in the red zone, the Broncos made adjustments and were able to uh, get the, the stops to get the field goals, but the Broncos couldn't put up enough points. So, um, just a good division battle, like you said. Broncos, I mean, they're not that far away. When Locke plays consistent, I think he played pretty good in this game. Um, they can hang with some teams. They've got some good weapons. Um, once Judy develops more and Locke gets a connection with him, I mean, and they get Cortland Sutton back next year. I mean, I think they're going to be a pretty decent team as long as Locke continues to develop because their defense is not bad at all. Um, and Chiefs, you know, is kind of a kind of a ho-hum. Probably one of their worst performances of the year point total for sure. But still found a way to get it done. And just uh, a good Sunday night game. And I was leery. I know I said it because of the Sunday night game, but I still took the Chiefs minus 13 and a half of that Sunday night game. Most of the time seems to be a close one. So you were right on that one. All right, our next one was the Washington football team at the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the game I was watching the most out of all the games, of course. Uh, went completely different than I saw it going. I think both of us, we both picked the Steelers to win. You took Washington to cover. I took Steelers to cover. Uh, I just thought this was a game that you know, Pittsburgh was kind of going to be dominant on defense, and it was really kind of the other way around. Um, I think we had like seven or eight drops, and we've had 14 drops in the past two weeks, so that's a main issue. We can't run the ball. Uh, granted, we're missing James Conner, but uh, just real surprising. Um, I think we could have won this game if we made some uh, some plays and you know made some stops on defense, but it uh, didn't fall that way. Washington played a good game, and uh, that's really it all it was. Yeah, I mean, Washington's been playing a lot better recently. Obviously, the Steelers didn't play their best game, made some mistakes on offense, but you just got to give uh, some props to Alex Smith just for getting back in there. But he's also – he just makes the smart plays. He doesn't turn the ball over. He gets it – he checks it down to the running back a lot. That was a big part of this game, checking it down to the running back, picking up those first downs, picking up those short yardage. Um, and just really just a classic NFL game back and forth. Obviously, I think the Steelers are the better team, but that doesn't – the better team doesn't always win in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they just weren't able to run the ball, like you said. Too many drops on offense, and obviously the Reds, Washington football team. Now they're five and seven. Them and the uh, Giants kind of duking it out for who's going to win that division. One of those two is going to be a playoff team more than likely, and uh, both playing well right now. But just a classic NFL game, and it's probably better that the Steelers didn't go undefeated because that's a lot of pressure. So had to lose one at some point, and still uh, tied for first right now in the AFC with the tiebreaker. So. Really no sweat, but surprised a little bit. This is the one they dropped, but the Redskins have been playing better. So, um, I don't know. This is what happens in the NFL yeah. sometimes. I mean, I was surprised, too. We did have a good amount of guys, uh, starters out, but, I mean, that's not an excuse. It's the NFL, but certainly doesn't help. Um, you know, I didn't see us going undefeated, but I didn't see us losing this one. But us losing this one makes me a little more comfortable going into this week, a little less pressure. So, um, moving on from that one, next game was Bills at 49ers. When we did it, Bills were favored by one and a half. Um, uh, ended up being switched to the 49ers being favored by one for some reason. I don't, I'm not real sure. That was kind of real confusing to me. Um, uh, you took 49ers to win and to cover. I took the Bills to win and cover. Uh, final score was Bills 34 to 24. Um, I don't know. I think the Bills just played a really good game all across the board. Josh Allen threw for almost 400 with four touchdowns. 
Uh, you know, I don't think San Francisco played a bad game, but uh, 49ers were just able to outscore him <clears throat> at the end of the day. So um, a little higher, a little higher scoring than I anticipated, to be honest. I thought it was going to be more so like 28-17 or something like that, but uh, it was a pretty good game to watch too. Yeah, I mean, Bills played well. This is when they're clicking. They're hard to stop. Like a couple other teams we talked about, they can really move the ball through the air. Obviously, Allen can move around in the pocket and scramble when he needs to. They have Stephon Diggs, obviously number one receiver. Then you have a guy like Cole Beasley who's having a career year two uh, hooking up with Allen. So they're just playing really well right now. They ran the ball pretty efficiently too. Singletary and uh, Zach Moss, even though Moss did have a big fumble that let the 49ers kind of stay in it right there. But just uh, Bills were clicking on offense, and I think they're kind of a dark horse maybe if they could somehow upset the Steelers or the Chiefs in the playoffs, they could come out. Obviously, that would be a long shot right now because those other two teams are going to have home field advantage against them. But still, um, playing well, and when they play like this, they're one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last game of the week was Cowboys at Ravens. Ravens were favored by six and a half. Uh, we both took them to win and cover, and they did. Um, this was a game that kind of looked hairy for a little bit. Um, you know, I think it was 17 to 10 at halftime. Uh, yeah, 17, 10 halftime, but, uh, you know, it was kind of, kind of close for a little bit of the game, especially in the first half. Uh, but they ended up finding a way to put up more points in the second half and to cover. They got Lamar Jackson back. Um, you know, they did what they had to with him only threw for a little over a hundred yards, but threw two touchdowns and an interception. But I think they ran the ball real well. Uh, they ran for a lot of yards. Um, I think Lamar had a huge, huge run for like forty something yards for a touchdown. They they just ran all over him uh, for the most part, and uh, Dallas couldn't really get anything clicking on offense. Yeah, I mean, like you said, whenever the Ravens started being able to run the ball, the game was pretty much over. I mean, the Cowboys are a dumpster fire right now without Prescott and they can't move the ball effectively. They can't move it consistently. Their defense is in great shape. So not surprised at the outcome of this when the Ravens, they kind of spun their wheels a little bit. But when they got their feet under them, there was no doubt they were going to win the game. Yeah, I agree. All right, so this week, straight up, you went 10-5. and five. I went 9-6 and six against the spread. You went 8-7, and seven, and I went 9-6. and six. And that brings our yearly total straight up. You're 125-52. and 52. I'm 121-56. and 56. Against the spread, you're 60 and 56, and I'm 64 and 52. So uh, we're four four picks away, both against the spread and straight up from one another. Um, and we got what four four more weeks left of regular season to see how it, mm-hmm. how it ends. Um, you know, for the most part, we pick a lot of the same games, so um, it, it's going to be close for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll probably won't be able to catch you on the spread. So, I don't know. It's only four. Never know. Yeah, we'll just have to see. All right. All right. Getting into this week's games. Uh, first up on Thursday night, we have Patriots at Rams. Rams are favored by five. Um, this one's probably a little more tricky to to pick than you know you would have thought a couple weeks ago. New England's playing really good, but. Rams are also playing really good. I am going to take the Rams to win and to cover. Um, but I expect this one to be pretty close for the most part. Yeah, like you said, I think this one's tough. The Rams are tied for first now in the NFC West with the Seahawks losing that game against the Giants. So 
I think I'm going to go with you on this one and pick the Rams to win and cover. I think it'll be a really competitive game because, like I said, obviously the Patriots' defense is pretty good. Cam and they're, they're figured out their offense and they're running the ball well. But I just think at the end of the day, the Rams need this one more to stay where they want to be in the playoff hunt. And the Patriots are already kind of not a long shot, but on the outside looking in. So could be wrong, but I'm going to stick with you. I think Rams win and cover. Okay. Uh, next one is a pick em. It's Texans at Bears. Um, I like Texans in this one. I think they've been playing a lot better the last few games. Um, you know, they're kind of right there on the edge from closing some of these games out and, you know, coming out on top. But uh, we've said it on many podcasts multiple times. Just don't think the Bears are that good. Uh, Trubisky, streaky as always. Um, I don't know. I just see the Texans coming out on top on this one. Yeah, I agree with you, although this is a game that's kind of a battle between the two teams who who try, find different ways to blow it every week. Um, but somebody's got to pull this one out. I mean, I'm going to go with the Texans, too. Pick them, like you said. I think they've been playing well, a lot better. I think that their offense is more dynamic. They have more weapons. I think their defense has actually been playing a little bit better, too, even though they've gone up some high point totals, uh, like to teams like the Colts. I mean, they've been playing a little bit higher-powered offenses and better teams than the Bears have every week. So, I don't know, kind of a coin flip probably, but I'm going to go with the Texans too just because they've been playing a little hotter on offense. Okay. Uh, next one is Cowboys at Bengals. Um, probably the least intriguing game all week. Um, Cowboys are actually favored by three and a half. Um, this is a tricky one too. I think Cincinnati's been playing better since they got Brandon Allen in there, and uh, Cowboys really haven't done too much to impress me. I think I'm going to take Cincinnati to win this one outright. Yeah, I'm going that way, too. I just the Cowboys are really unimpressive. They can't move the ball consistently. Their defense isn't very good. I think Cincinnati wins outright, and I think this is a pretty low-scoring game. I mean, there could be literally one mistake or interception or turnover that costs the other team the game. So, I don't know how much this one will be shown on red zone, that kind of thing. Neither team's in the hunt. There probably won't be many big plays, but I'm going to go with the Bengals like you. I think they win this game at home. Okay. Uh, next one is Chiefs at Dolphins. Chiefs are favored by seven. Um, this is a tricky one to me. I think if Miami plays their game and their defense plays well, I think this could be real close. I think the Chiefs win. Um, I like the Dolphins to cover, though. I th- you know, I could see about six points maybe, and I could even see them blowing them out depending on which Dolphins team shows up. But uh, what, is Devontae Parker playing this week, actually? He's probably not, huh? I don't know. I mean, they've got other good weapons, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, give me Chiefs win, Dolphins cover. I'm taking Chiefs to win and cover. I think that two has struggled a little bit lately against defenses. I think the Chiefs defense have been playing pretty well. We've got a really good defensive line, going to rush the passer, maybe force him into making some mistakes. Obviously, we know the Chiefs offense is a different animal. I think I like the Broncos defense a little bit better than the Dolphins defense as far as stopping the Chiefs in the red zone. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and cover. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they'll win by a couple scores, um, move the ball at will, kind of cause some issues for Tua, maybe get him to turn it over a few times. I mean, if I remember back to one or two, is maybe his first start against the Rams or his second start against the Rams. Yeah. They only had like 140 yards, but the Rams turned it over like four times. Their defense really gave him some trouble, and uh, the Dolphins' offense or defense scored a couple touchdowns themselves. So, I don't know. I think two is going to be fine, and I think he has had his moments. But I think um, if the Chiefs are able to get some pressure on him, it could be a long day. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and cover this one. Okay. 
Uh, this next one's kind of a tricky one. We got Cardinals at Giants. Cardinals favored by two. Uh, both teams kind of really have to win. Cardinals have to win to kind of stay in the playoff picture, and then Giants have to win to kind of hold that first place uh, in their division. Um, mm, this is tough. I think I might go Giants on this one. Um, Cardinals have just kind of really let me down the last few weeks. I do think this one could really go either way, and I really wouldn't be surprised if Arizona wins. But I like Giants at home. Yeah, I can see why you're saying that. I'm going to go with Cardinals, though, because I think that the Cardinals' offense will still be able to put up more points than Giants. I think Giants' defense is really strong. They've played really well lately. Like I said, I think Cardinals' defense is a little suspect, been struggling. But with the Giants, especially if Case McCoy or Colt McCoy plays again, I just I don't trust them to put up enough points. I think if the Cardinals, if the Giants are able to shut down the Cardinals, I still think they'll score 20-plus points. Um, and I just don't see the Giants matching that. I could be wrong, but I just think the Cardinals, if they want to stay in the playoff hunt, they have to win this game. The Giants, they don't necessarily have to win it because I don't see the Redskins winning out, and the Giants have the tiebreaker on the Redskins. God, I'm never going to get over that, so I'm just saying Redskins. I see the yeah. Giants having that tiebreaker with them. So, although they do need and they'd love to win it and secure and be be for sure in the first place in the division, I just think the Cardinals need it and are more desperate right now. So, I'm going to take Cardinals to win. Okay. Uh, next one is Vikings at Bucks. Bucks minus 6.5. Uh, I like Vikings in this one, to be honest with you. I don't know why. From the second I saw the game was up and the spread, I just had a feeling Vikings were going to win. Okay, I'm going to take the Bucks to win and to cover. I think they bounce back. They've had an off week. I was listening to an interview with your favorite guy, Tom Brady, earlier this week, talking about how they had six weeks to get ready for the season and then 12 straight weeks. They're the last team to have a bye, I think, last week. So they've been grinding for 18 weeks. I just think that they've had a week off to recover, recuperate, and they know they got to make a push here to get into the playoffs. So, I think they're going to play well this week. I think their defense is going to play well. And just not knowing the Vikings are so inconsistent, I'm just going to hope that this is one of their bad weeks and that the, the Bucks show up and play well. So, I'm going to take the Bucks to win and cover. Okay. Uh, next one is a pick em. Broncos at Panthers. I believe Christian McCaffrey is supposed to be back this week. He's still questionable, but he started practicing again. Uh, I like Panthers in this one. Um particularly if he's back, but I like them at home even if he's not. Yeah, I like Panthers too. I mean, they've blown some games. They've had some tough losses, but they're playing better overall. Really like Bridgewater at quarterback, I think, once uh, a, a year under his belt, a little experience there with his team, that they're going to be pretty solid, especially next year. I like Rule, like I've said. And if they get McCaffrey back this week, I just don't see the Broncos being able to put up enough points to match what the Panthers do. Even though I said I like the Broncos defense, I just their offense is still inconsistent right now. And Panthers have played well at home, so I'm going to take the Panthers to win and cover. Okay. Next one is Titans at Jaguars. Titans favored by seven and a half. I think Titans win this one. I don't think it's ever in doubt, but I like Jaguars to cover just because it's a division matchup. And, you know, when they play each other, it's always kind of kind of, uh, kind of sloppy, kind of gritty. Um, and I can see that one in this one. But, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, Titans come out after how they played this past week and put up 40 on them. So, but for this podcast, I'm going to pick them to win, but the Jaguars to cover. Dang. So that means the Titans have the Jags two times still in the last four weeks. Cause they haven't, uh, they haven't played them. Yet. Yeah. Wow. 
they lucked out with that. I like Titans to win and cover. I think they bounce back. I think they run the ball really well. I don't see the Jags stopping them. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags backdoor cover, but I just think the Titans are going to win pretty uh, comfortably this week. So I'm going to take Titans to win and to cover that seven and a half. Okay. Oh, they actually they played them in week two and won 33 to 30. That's right, because they kicked that field goal. Oh, wow. Was it at home? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it was because yeah. Minshew was playing. Yeah. That was when they had won the first week and then played. Yeah, I forgot about that game. So I still I think the yeah. Jags are down in the mouth right now. They're not. I mean, they played better on the road, like I said. I just, I don't know. I think Titans will win a cover. Yeah. Next one, Colts at Raiders. Colts are favored by three. Um, I like the Colts to win and cover this one. I think they're playing some of the best football in the league right now. Uh, Raiders have had had a bad week this past week. Um, I, I just like Colts in this one. Yeah, you probably won't like this one, but I think the Raiders win. I just – I don't know. They played terrible last week against the Jets, still found a way to win. They've kind of been spinning their wheels the last few weeks, got blown out by the Falcons, blew a game against the Chiefs. I just think they, at home, they want to make the playoffs. They really need to win this game to stay in the wild card hunt. The Colts will still be in the wild card chase either way if they win or lose. So I just think the Raiders have a bounce back week, play a lot better, cleaner, crisper game, and find a way to win. But I think it could be really competitive. I think either team could win. I'm just going to take the Raiders at home. Okay. Uh, next one is Jets at Seahawks. God. Seahawks minus 13 and a half. Uh, Seahawks win. Jets cover. Um, Jets have covered a lot of these huge spreads recently. Um, and given how the Seahawks played this, this past week, anything's possible. Um, you know, I could see them having a, a bounce back week, but I think the Jets are going to give them a little bit of a game. Is Darnold playing for Jets still? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say just for the sake of uh, being different and for maybe catching the spread, I'm going to take Seahawks to have a bounce back week two win and cover. I know 13 and a half is a huge number in the NFL and they probably won't cover it. But just given how poorly they played, maybe the Jets really are deflated and going to go ahead and full on tank for that number one pick now after blowing that Las Vegas game. Let's take the Seahawks to win with a bounce back week and cover the 13 and a half. Heck, they really don't have to lose too many more games, right? I mean, how many yeah, games? just the Jags. I mean, I've only won once, so I think somehow oh, they yeah, have a tiebreaker or something if they beat somebody. So, yeah, I forgot about the Jags. Okay, uh, next one is Packers at Lions. Packers are favored by seven and a half. Uh, I think Packers win this one. Um, mm. It's a tough spread for me. Uh, I'll take them to cover two. I think they handled them pretty well last time. Uh, they've played really good within their division matchups this year. Um, so yeah, I'll take I'll take Packers to win and cover. Yeah, I like Packers to win and cover too. I think their defense has been playing a lot better this year. Kind of underrated. Obviously, they have Rodgers. He's playing at a high clip, and they're moving the ball well on offense. So I don't know why, because the Lions can put the put some points up too. But just I like. The Packers are trying to keep pace with the Saints, so I think they're going to win and cover. They're going to win this game. Not easily, but by a couple scores. Okay, next one is Saints at Eagles. Saints favored by seven. Um, is it at I'm Eagles sure or at Saints? At Eagles. Okay. I'm not sure if Breeze is back this week or not. Um 
Saints definitely win, and I think I'll take them to cover. But with Jalen Hurts starting this week, it might make it a little bit closer game. Um, but I think Saints will still find a way. Yeah, I think Saints definitely win. I'm going to take Eagles to cover just some for some reason. I've got this feeling that it's going to be closer. They're going to maybe run Hurts a little bit more, maybe have some packages, make something crazy, especially if Breeze isn't playing Hill is really inconsistent throwing the ball. I just – I don't know. Obviously, like we said, the Saints have found a way to win plenty of times. But I just don't know that they're going to cover this number. So, I like Saints to win. I'll take Eagles to cover. All right. Next one is Falcons at Chargers. Falcons fair by two and a half. I like Falcons in this one. Um, you know, Chargers are one of those teams that have been able to score points, but they can't stop anybody. And it's kind of the same with Falcons, but they've been playing a lot better on defense uh, past four or five weeks. Um, so at the end of the day, I think they'll get more stops than the Chargers will. So I like them to win and cover. Yeah, this one's tough, but I think the Falcons win this one too. I think it could be really high scoring for the NFL game at least and really back and forth. But I see the Falcons making one more play and winning and covering that spread. Okay. Next one is Washington at 49ers. 49ers favored by three. Uh, I think Washington will have a little bit of a hangover from this past week. I think they'll still play a good game. Um but I like 49ers to win at home, just across country, shaking things up. Yeah, I like 49ers to win, too. I mean, I've played pretty solid, even with Mullins at quarterback. I mean, they swept the Rams. They didn't win this past week, but they were playing one of the hotter teams in the league in the Bills on offense. So, I'm going to take the 49ers to win and cover this game, too. All right, next one is Steelers at Bills. Bills favored by two and a half. Um, Steelers are getting a lot of guys back this week. I think they'll clean some things up have some of that pressure off their backs. Um, You know, prior to this game, I think I might have actually picked the Bills to win had the Steelers won against Washington because the past few weeks we've just kind of got by and won any way we could, which, I mean, that's what you have to do in the NFL because every team is good and it's always going to be somewhat close for the most part. Um, But being that we had that monkey off our back, I like us to go in and win this one straight up. Yeah, I think with fans in the stands in a normal Sunday night game, I would take the Bills, but just the Steelers coming off that game, getting Connor back, getting some other pieces back. Um, I just think they're trying to maintain that number one seed in the AFC. I think they'll find a way to make a play at the end of the game and win a close one. This should be a really good, maybe one of the best Sunday night games of the year to this point, back and forth. But I think Steelers make one more play and win this game in the end. All right, who you got covering? Steelers went out right, they cover. Oh, yeah, duh. It's weird not seeing us favored. All right, last game of the week is Ravens at Browns. Ravens are actually favored by one. Um, I think this is one of those games that will fluctuate with that, but, you know, we got it right now at Ravens minus one. I like Ravens to win this one outright. They're kind of in the in the standings right now. They kind of have to win to kind of have a chance at making the playoff hunt. Um, Browns also uh, still trying to gain some ground on the the division. I don't see them – Catching up to the Steelers, uh, you know, with a loss this week and a Steelers win, Steelers clinch the division. Um, but I don't know. I just think Ravens win this one. Browns went at home straight up. They knocked the Ravens out of the playoff hunt. I just think they're playing really well right now. They got embarrassed by the Ravens first week of the season. Baker's playing well. Offense is clicking well. Defense is playing pretty solid. I like uh, Browns to win a competitive game at home on Monday night. Okay. Well, that's our picks and games for this week. Uh, we've got 
some division matchups, some really good games, Sunday night game and Monday night game will both be really good. And that's probably the first time all year we've been able to say that. Um, hope all these games go as planned. There's no COVID outbreaks or anything. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, like you said, it's a good slate this week. Probably one of the best ones. Obviously, we're coming down the stretch here the last four regular season weeks. Kind of trying to figure out the playoff picture. And so those Monday night, Sunday night, some of those Sunday afternoon games should definitely go a long way in deciding what happens. So looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, that's all we got for this time. Tune in later this week for college football. Tune in next time.